0: to just to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Uh, We take so much for granted. Somebody intended to be, even if they didn't intend not to be here, they intended to be somewhere on this fourth day of February, 2018, but something happened that they could not control and they are no longer either able to come out or some not even in the land of the living. So if you are still here today, you got something to shout about. Our scripture text will be found in Second uh, Kings, the fifth chapter, verses 2 and 3 in verses 9 through 15 from the New Living Translation. Second Kings, the fifth chapter, verses 2 and 3, verses 9 through 15. You'll find these words beginning at verse 2. At this time, Armenian raiders had invaded the land of Israel and among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. Uh Down in verse 9, you'll find these words. So Naaman went with his horses and his chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farfpar better than any other rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned And went away in a rage but his officers tried to reason with him and said sir if the Prophet had told you to do something very difficult wouldn't you have done it so you certainly should obey him when he says simply go And wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child and he was healed. Then Naaman And his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him. And Naaman said, now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. You may be seated. Just like Naaman made that proclamation in that 15th verse that there's no God like the God of Israel, I just came by this morning to let you know, he still reigns. He still reigns. Christians need to be shouting from the rooftops that he still reigns. When you look at everything that has taken place, this election, the mudslides, the wildfires, the hurricanes, earthquakes in all parts of the world. But if anybody ought to be hollering about, he still reigns. It ought to be the Christian. When we think of everything that's been going on, the big hoop lie about football players. Disrespecting the flag. Uh This big hoop lie about people in the South still wanting to display the Confederate flag. I seen the other day in a small town in Vermont, they raised a Black Lives Matter flag. I think we as Christians, we ought to raise the Christian flag. I don't know how many of you know it, but we do have a Christian flag. Now if everybody else can keep raising all this hoopla about their flag, I think the Christians ought to be in an uproar yes, and raise their flags everywhere and let them know that peace still reigns. Yes. When you look at this text, a lot of times, like I say, we read Bible stories and we get caught up on the exciting part of the message. Uh-huh. The fact that he dipped in the river seven times. And then we miss what probably is the more important points of the text. When you look in verse 2 and 3, the young lady was not even given a name.
1: Uh
0: Now that would offend some of y'all. if they would not have put your name in the bulletin that you was the one that told Naaman to go see the prophet, you might have got mad and not come back to church until they was ready to rectify that oversight. But sometimes we have to understand that Do what God wants you to do. He'll give you the recognition. You don't need no recognition from nobody else. You don't have to be a a pastor of a mega church to tell somebody about Jesus. You don't have to be the leader of the songs in the church, but you just sang from your heart. You don't have to be a talented musician like the musicians that we are blessed with. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But if you just do the small part
1: yes, that God
0: asks you to do,
1: yes,
0: then everything will be all right. Yes, then we look at uh, Elisha. Right. He wasn't looking for no big fanfare. Right, he did not announce all over the airwaves that on this certain day it was going to be a healing service and naming a person that didn't even know God was going to be healed he had enough faith in God to know that if I just say it God's able to do it Uh now that lets me know that we ought to not be looking for accolades come on, come on. in everything that we do for God. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Cause suppose sometime when, uh, when you got mad because you didn't think God was giving you the accolades that you deserve, suppose he just turned on the reflection on you and let everybody see all the stuff you don't want nobody to know yeah. you do. Suppose he hit you with why you worried about uh, I didn't tell nobody that you did this. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: How about if I tell them what you did last week? Yeah. How about I tell them about who you walked in the church and walked right by?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. How about I tell them about your family members that uh, you haven't spoke to in years? Come on. How about I tell them about uh, your children? They talk about if walls could talk, if children could talk. (laughs) So I think if God don't give us what we think we deserve, we ought to just be happy and go on about our business. And then there was poor naming because of his great stature, because of who he thought he was, not who he was, because of who he thought he was, he could not believe that the prophet did not even dignify him with coming out to greet him. But when you read the Bible and you hear about this leprosy you would think just the mere fact that his leprosy was going to be healed would have been enough to be not worried about everything else. See, but you don't understand that if you haven't never been sick. Now, see, we got some people in the congregation, they done been sick. They're not worried about all that. They just know that God healed them. And that's the most important part of their testimony. But Naaman, he had a problem that Paul warned about in Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse 3. He said, for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. That was his big problem. He thought he was somebody important. (laughs) Uh Uh He thought he deserved uh, all of this special treatment. Uh But we all know that God is not a respecter of persons. And he lets the sun shine on the just as well as the unjust. But then, after he was healed, he kind of came to his senses. Because he made a proclamation that Christians ought to be proclaiming every day. He said, Now I know there is no God in all the world except in Israel. And that's what we need to be telling everybody today. That he still reigns. As a Christian, you need to Do what you can to show others he reigns in your life. Uh When you're trying to witness to unsaved believers, and they want to ask you all these questions, Uh well, who is this God you're supposed to be talking about? Uh Why is he so great? Why is he the one and only God? The Bible don't tell us to argue with people. If you don't believe me, just look at Exodus the third chapter, verses 13 through 14. When Moses was fixing to go before the people, God said, it's the only thing you need to tell the people, and I will take care of the rest. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, And they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? God didn't go through all this Jehovah-Jireh. He didn't go through this, the great Almighty. He didn't go to the Rose of Shem. And God said unto Moses, tell him I am that I am. And he said, this shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me. Leave it at that. So when you're telling people about God, don't try to explain nothing about God to them. Just tell them, I am am. that I am sent me to tell you while you're on your way to hell that he has a salvation plan with your name on it, don't matter what his name is, just know that I am. And if they're not convinced, let them know what he had to say in Isaiah 40 and 18. To whom will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare unto him? The songwriter came and said, I searched all over, I couldn't find nobody, I looked high, I looked low, I still couldn't find nobody, it's nobody like you,
1: that's
0: all you gotta tell them. Don't argue with them and uh, when they, because most of the time if a person's not trying to hear you, nothing you gonna say anyway. And then if they still want to try to give you a hard time when you done already told them there's nobody that can compare to God, if you go down a few more verses in that same chapter, the 28th verse, he just makes a declaration. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, If not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. So even if we try to explain him, we can't. But what you can do is tell people what he done done in your life. And that's all you need to say. Then if you go and look in Lamentations, the third chapter, Anybody that thinks they are here on their own, and even if they don't accept God, you have to remind them that it is of the Lord's mercy, Listen to this, that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. If he decided not to be compassionate with any of us, none of us would wake up. None of us would be in our right mind. None of us would be able to do anything. And he lets you know that not only do, he does this daily, he says for, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Now, that's something that you have to know for yourself. Can't nobody tell you about God if uh, you haven't experienced him for yourself. Amen. But when you don't experienced him, there's nothing nobody can tell you. There's nothing anybody can do to cause you to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that nobody can say. To make you think that God is not who we claim he is. There's nothing nobody can say to you. And then, if you get real close to him, I'm talking real close to him. Real close where he is, you're all in all. When I used to hear this scripture, I used to say, oh, that's a, that's a little much there, Lord. In Job, the 13th chapter, verse 15, like, though he slay me. Yet will I trust him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. And when you hear that and you think about the individual that said it, you think about all that Job went through, I don't think none of us have even come close to the trouble that this fellow went through, not only They didn't put a time frame on it, but this guy went from losing all his children, Uh losing all of his property, having his wife tell him to curse his God and die, Uh sickness overtaking his body, fake friends coming trying to tell him all of his faults. And if he could say, though he slayed me, yet will I trust him, I think we ought to be able to say it. And don't take slay literally because that means you should trust him when trouble comes. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir.
0: You can trust him when uh, your job shuts down.
1: Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. You can trust him when you're having problems out of your kids. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can trust him when you're sick. Yes, sir. You can trust him when you're in trouble. You can trust him when you're up and when you are down. But the other thing that I think you all to trust him is even though you might not have been through something, come on, come on. thank God you haven't been through nothing. If you got a happy marriage, thank God. If you got your health and strength, thank God. If you one of the fortunate ones that have some of these children that are not about to drive you crazy, thank God. If you got a job, thank God. If you are in your right mind and in the back of your mind, you know you're a little crazy, thank God. So now you know, you can be in your right mind and still be crazy. Just God's right mindfulness, it kind of overshadows that craziness that all of us got some in the back of our mind. When you look back and think of some of the crazy things that you did in your life. And now you look at that and you say, oh Lord. I did not know I was that crazy. But because God had something that he had in store for you. He inserted a little bit more of his self each and every day. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Now, you can't not get over being crazy in one day. <laughs> it's something you got to pray about. So if you know that you used to be that warm when somebody says something to you, the first thing you want to say is, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> now, God tell you, don't kill him. But you need to pray for him. Yes. If you that one, every job you had, every time somebody said something to you, you walked out the door like, I don't have to take this, I'm grown. (laughs) But now God done, he done toned that down. You go to work every day. The same people that got on your nerves, they still there. But God reminded you when you were sitting at your table, doing your bills for that month. You can act crazy if you want to. You can walk off and tell them what you ain't gonna do and what you are gonna do. I know I'm the light of the world, but if you don't pay your Duke bill, you are gonna be in just as much darkness as them people that's lost maybe more, you just have to sit back and think sometimes, like I said, we have to think about all of the stuff that God has kept us from and say, though he slayed me, I still trust him. If it seems like every person that you done gave your heart to done snatched it out and stepped on it, you gotta say, I still trust him because maybe they wasn't the one for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know at the time when they took your heart out, the only thing you thought about was, ooh-wee, I'm going to flat some tiles. Ooh-wee, I'm going to break some windows. Ooh-wee, 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 when I see them. Over time, you done got to the place you see them and speak to them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But when it first happened, you was like, Jesus, <laughs> take the wheel. Yeah, yeah. And then you know what usually happens a lot of times the person that hurt you the worst, they're not the one that catch the brunt. It'd be the person that did the little bitty thing to you. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But at that point, you already made up your mind the next person <laughs> that hurts me, yeah, yeah. they're going to pay. And then, the guy or girl that didn't do that much, she didn't think it was that much. Maybe they didn't call you back after they took you out. We know how they do. Don't act like you don't know what to do now. You done text them all of a sudden, they can't answer your text. Then you try to call them, they done blocked your number. Then the young people, you know, they go to Facebook, they done blocked them. Look for him on Snapchat, Instagram. And you say to yourself, I know they did not do me like this. But you have to protect your own heart. God does not want everybody to be that close to you. Matter of fact, he don't want nobody to be closer to you than he is. You might have to bump your head against the wall a few times. understand that. Believe me. But life will fix it so that if you bump your head enough times, you'll get tired of having a headache. And you'll understand maybe I ought to try God's way because my way is not working. People ought to see it in you that he does reign in your life. Because you can be in some of the most chaotic situations, trouble on every side, but if you know God, in Philippians 4 and 7, everybody don't have this, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If you go down the road of the congregation right now, uh-huh. it's somebody sitting here right today that the only peace that they have is God's peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because everything else is falling apart. Yes, uh-huh. See, I think we take so much stuff for granted, you know, like, uh, like naming he was upset because God didn't do nothing great. and uh, He thought that was too be- beneath him just to do that one thing. Uh-huh. And sometimes I think as Christians, we think God's supposed to do something spectacular for us. Uh-huh. But if you just count what he do do for you, it's enough.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Have you ever actually thought about what happens when we sleep? You close your eyes at night, don't know if you alive or dead, but you know, it ain't a great thing, but it's a necessary thing all while you sleep, your heart still takes the proper amounts of beats, your lungs still pump the right amount of air, then even when you land over there snoring, don't know you snoring, God then gave you the ability to snore. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, he did. Thank you, Lord. But then right at the appointed time yes, sir. Yes, sir. that he decides that you're gonna see a brand new day. Yes, yes, sir. You ever know you just be sleeping all so you just wake up?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh-huh> Who thought about that? I mean you just, we just assume it, but it don't have to be. Yes, Somebody did not. So quit a waiting on God to do the great things the spectacular things and thank him for the simple things that he does. uh, We can look around, don't nobody take this the wrong way, but you can tell a lot of us in here, we have never been hungry. Never been hungry, never been hungry. You think about people that don't even have anything to eat. Not today, not tomorrow, but never. If you go to your kitchen and you look in that freezer, our biggest problem is most of us standing there trying to figure out what we want to eat, yeah, yeah. not if we're going to eat. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We be sitting there talking about oh, I don't want no chicken because I had chicken yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I eat steak today. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try some fish today. Uh-huh. But people that are hungry, uh-huh. they walking around every single day. Wishing, and that's when we have to be careful. I mean, I know you can get frustrated when you stop at every intersection and somebody there will work, I'm hungry, I need this, but give it to them. You don't know. It ain't your place to know if they lying, if they telling the truth, but just be glad that you're not standing on the expressway ramp having to beg for food. Just be grateful that God has done for you. And you can tell somebody that he still reigns because he puts food on my table every day. Now I know that uh, we think that he don't do exactly what we want to do all the time, but if he just does a little something for you, it's worth telling somebody. We cannot continue to walk around and act like we done made it on our own. Because all God has to do is simply turn a little away. He don't have to turn all the way away. If he just turns a little away from us, then we will find out just how dependent we truly are on him. But why you got breath in your mouth, you ought to be shouting from the rooftops that the Old Testament is not just a collection of stories put in there, but God truly does still reign. He reigns. We might not wanna acknowledge it. None of us has made it this far on our own. And then you just think about the time that you didn't know God. You know, they say what that uh, scripture says, that while while we were yet sinners, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Do you know he's still dying for the ungodly? He still is. So we could change that. We really could change that while we are still sinners, Christ has died for the ungodly. But we just want to uh, let you know that he has done everything that he can do. Some of it is, it's on us. I look back over the period when I call myself, I mean, I, you know, I say sometimes you can be an a, a educated fool. I came to church for, I want to say, seven, eight years. I didn't do nothing. All I did was come to church. I didn't teach no Sunday school. I didn't do no preaching. You remember that song that the Laman's League used to sing? You don't have to sing for Jesus if you don't want to sing. Singing, going on, just the same. Now you know all them seven years when I sat in the back and didn't do nothing, you know church went on just the same? <laughs> didn't nobody miss me from preaching? Didn't nobody pay no attention that I was sitting in the back. I'll well, take that back. I'll take that back. I take that back. back. Miss Carter. I take that back. Because every week she has something to say. And then sometimes you can be so smart you that you're stupid. She used to tell me, Oh boy, you better do this, you better do that. I'll be t- I tell her Miss Carter. I have been in Sunday school my whole life. I said, you ain't gonna out-bible me. <laughs> I said, I know I don't have to do nothing, but I know God still loved me. That was just, you know, like I said, that was just the stupidity part on my part. I'm like, well, okay, God, I'm gonna take all your goodness, I'm gonna take all your, but I ain't gonna do nothing. I'm gonna sit back in that back, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna come back the next Sunday, I'm gonna come back the next Sunday. Don't nobody ask me to do nothing, don't nobody say nothing to me. You know what God did during them 12 years? He blessed me so much that I felt like a real live fool. See, God don't always take, you know, bad stuff to let you see that he's good. He'll take some good stuff and let you see how ungrateful you were. All that time I sat back there, I had my job every day, I got promotions on the job, I moved up, and I, one day I just sat back there, I'm like, you know what, you not hurting nobody sitting back here? And, and I think a lot of times we get like naming, you know, I thought I was waiting for God to do something spectacular, and God looked at me, he was saying to himself, boy, I done did way more than I should have done for you. Because I could have, I could have made it so rough on you that one of them Sundays while you were sitting back there talking about what you wasn't going to do and I could have had you running down that aisle so fast because you needed me that bad, but I didn't do that. He chose to love me back. How you gonna argue or sit down on somebody that's loving you back? And you know, you you go through the thing, you say, well, dag, if he blessing me like this Uh and I ain't doing nothing, boy, that make me look awful ungrateful. (laughs) And then it just, like I say, it just came in my spirit that you wasn't bought up like that. And then you know what, what do you do? He'll use people that you don't even think Know anything about him to talk to you. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, you, will. Yes, you will.
0: Now, my father, he don't come to church that much, but whenever I ain't at church, you know the first person say, boy, what's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> he said, what's wrong with
0: you? He said, I know you weren't brought up like that. He said, what, is, why, where are, you, what are you doing? He said, I know your mama taught you better than that. He, he, he didn't try to take credit for it, but he said, I know you've been brought up better than that. What is your problem? Now, the last person I expect to be saying to me about going to church is him, but God will use who he need to go. He said, now, if he got enough sense to know that you need to be in the church, I think you ought to be done figure that out yourself. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So don't worry about your family members that don't want to come. Don't worry about them. Just give them to God, and he'll bring them back oh, yes, he will. when he see fit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But what you got to be willing to do you got to be willing to acknowledge that you have proof oh, yes, sir. that he still reigns. Amen. You got to be able to tell him that when you didn't know how you was going to make it, oh, yes. he stepped in right on time. Thank you you. 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 you got to be willing to let him know that when you were down to your last dime, uh-huh. it wasn't none of your friends that came to see about you. Oh, yes. It wasn't nobody that you could call on. But some way, somehow, he made a way to let you know that I've been right here all along. You the one tripping. You the one sitting in the back. And Sunday after Sunday, Uh church went on just the same. He don't need none of us. He don't care if we all stay home. Because the Bible says that the rocks, that's how good he is, the rocks are crying. But when you're here on Sunday, done had a bad week in coming here, and you hear some of these songs that the choir sang, talking about he's able, and uh, you get to thinking about all that you've been through and how he has bought each one of us from a mighty long way. When you look back and see that you ain't always done what you were supposed to do, but he that kept letting you get up, yes, sir. being able to put one foot in front of the other. Come on, come on. And then some of us, uh, somebody wish sometime probably that we would, something he would do sometime for us, and you talk, you still can talk anytime you want to. Yes, sir. Can hear anything that's been said. You can feel anything around you. You can see. As far as, I mean, some of us need the glasses, but you can see as far as your eyesight will let you see. But when you think about the goodness of God and all that he has done for you, your soul cries out and says yes. Yes to his will. Yes to whatever he wants you to do. And even in salvation, he wants me to come by and tell you that he still reigns. Because in 2 Peter, this is how good God is. He wants you to know that He reigns. For well, He tells you in 2 Peter 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But is long suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, God's will is for all of us to be saved. He took his perfect son, sent him to an imperfect world to bear the sins of all of us so that we might have a right to the tree of life. And then he ended it up reassuring us that no matter how bad it is, In the end, he's going to fix it. Because he told us in Revelation, it's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. All the things that we worry about down here, they are going to be no more. No more sickness, no more pain, no more hurt. He told us he's going to take all that away. And because of that, we ought to be able to tell people he still reigns. When you got children that you know you don't brought up in the church, and they decide to do everything but serve God, uh-huh. in your prayers, just say to yourself, he, still reigns. he still, still reigns. Just like he reigns in your life, he'll reign in their life. Yes, Some of us might not see him make it back, uh-huh. but as long as they make it back, that's all that counts. <laughs> Some of us might have family members or friends that never have accepted him. Yes, we need to let them know that he still reigns. Yes. He's giving you mercy every day, allowing you another opportunity to come accept him before it's everlasting too late. Yes, so when you're saying your prayers, you ought to say, Lord, I know I got some family members that don't know you, but I know you still reign, and I'm waiting on you to open up their blinded eyes so they can find their way to you before it's everlasting too late. When you're on your job, and everybody on your job seemed to know everything about everything but God. Yeah. He put you there yeah. to be the light and to remind them he reigns. Yeah. See, sometimes it's not always the good situations he puts you in. Yeah. Sometimes he'll use the bad stuff so that people can see. Yeah. Uh, I remember when my mother got sick, one of the guys, he was talking to me. He didn't know God, and he was like, well, I thought they said your mother was sick. I said, she is. He said, well, I don't see you sitting around here moping and groping. You coming to work every day. Like, I said, I'm all right because as soon as she got sick, the first thing she told me and my sister was, I'm all right.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: And if you don't know God, when hard times come, you will do everything. Yes, but what you need to do, yes, sir. you got to trust him anyway. You got to realize that uh, when individuals go through stuff and they still say that they love God, then you know it's for real. But I just came to tell you, if you have never been through nothing, Uh, keep living. Keep Keep living because eventually you're going to come to the point where you want to decide, does he reign in your life or not? When trouble comes your way, don't give up. When problems come your way, give them to the problem solver. Uh, when you get in trouble, talk to Jesus about it. When you don't know what to do with your kids, forget about it. Turn it over to Jesus. Just in case your relationship don't work, don't worry about it. Because if it's meant to be, God will keep you together. But if it's not, he might be trying to tell you to move on anyway. But whatever the circumstance is, you've got to know that he reigns. That I will not give up nothing or nobody for him. He got to be the first and the last in your life. You got to be able to tell somebody that I know he reigned, Because I look back and see where he bought me from. We all have to know that we have never done everything. I know we might get in here sometime and hallelujah the, the ceiling off and shout for joy. But God knows every single. Hear that? Every single wrong thing we done. But he decided to look beyond our faults and see our needs. And if he would not have done that, some of us would have been in terrible places. But God stepped in right on time. And then you know why some of you haven't been in trouble? You know why some of you haven't really went through nothing? Because God already knows where you're at when you walk with him. Some of you get sick, you'll quit on jobs you'll quit on him. But God knows the ones that he can send sickness they way and they'll say, even if I don't get well on this side, I'm gonna be well on the other side. So I just want you to know this morning that he reigns. He reigns. No matter what you're going through, he reigns. Whether it's good or bad, he reigns. Whether you are up or down, he reigns. Whether you're good or bad, he reigns. Whether you're up or down, he reigns. He reigns, he reigns, he reigns. Aren't you glad today that he reigns? See, somebody out there done been through something and they know if it would not have been for God on their side, they never would have made it. But I'm so glad that he's such a merciful God. I'm so glad that he's a gracious God that no matter what he sends your way, Even in the midst of the storm, he'll be an umbrella for you. The boat might be about to sink, but he'll be a life raft for you. Your mate might walk off, but he'll be right there for you. Your friends might not fool with you no more because you say you know God. But I know a friend that's closer than any brother. He reigns. He reigns. No matter what you're going through. No matter what Satan think he has over you to keep you from God. God wants you to know today, I don't care what you're done. I don't care where you're at. I'll find you right where you are. Just come to me. You done tried, what the song, you done tried everything. Everything done failed. Now try Jesus. Try Jesus, try Jesus to see what happens. Circumstance might not change right now, but he'll keep you in the midst of your circumstance. Somebody here is a witness. Somebody know they done been through some stuff that they knew should devastate them. But because God reigns in their life, they walk around with a smile. You know what they say all the time? Thank God we don't look like what we've been through. You know, we can get all dressed up sometimes. We can come in here with our hair all dyed up. We can come in here with our sew-ins. We can come in here with our micro braids. We can go to the barbershop and get our beard and mustache trimmed. You can put some of that Grecian 40 or 44 on it and and turn the gray from black. But God knows what's going on with you on the inside. It don't make no difference how dressed up you are. He knows when you need him and he'll step in right in the nick of time. And you know what, when he step in, when he step in, you won't care if you run them stockings running down the aisle way. You won't care if your eyelash fall off. You won't care if your makeup gets a little smeared. You won't care if your suit get a little musty. You won't care if your shoes get a little scuffed up. You won't care if you break that heel off running down the aisle You won't care if everybody in the church looking at you talking about it don't take all that. But when it steps in for you, when everybody else has gave up and nobody else done what you need them to do, all you can do is fall on your knees and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm glad that you reigned. You reigned. You rain. You rain. 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 If you're out there today and you've been trying to make it on your own.